0: Hey, what is going on my fellow entrepreneurs on the rise. Uh, today, I have a very special episode for you. I brought on here Andrea Palten, and she is going to talk about um, you know, some marketing tips, how she got started and how you can get started, as well as you have to excuse me for the first half of the episode. Some of the audio got kind of scuffed. I try to fix it, but you know, things happen, but it doesn't mean that any of the value is downgraded. This episode has tons of gold nuggets, and I hope you guys listen to it all the way through, and let's get started.
1: For uh, fellow entrepreneurs out here, this is Andra Palten, and she's actually specializes in in marketing and content marketing, and as well as sells courses on the side. She does a little bit of everything, Um, and I have her here today. What a pleasure. And so uh, tell the audience a bit about yourself.
2: Well, hey, thanks for having me. First things first, I love the way you pronounce my name because I'm actually from Germany. And in Germany, we roll the R, not as good as you. We just say Andrea. (laughs) And in America, everybody says Andrea. And I'm like, no, 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 it's Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that you pronounced it right. Um, So hi. So yes, I'm from Germany. I've been in America for a very long time. And I'm a lifelong marketer. I've been doing it for 20 years. And wow. three years ago, I started um, going on my own and have my own business where I teach marketing.
1: Wow. That's that's incredible. Huh. I'm to, old. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no, that, but 20 years, you must have tons of experience stories, I, I bet.
2: Yeah, it's been really cool because I've been able to work for huge companies like Transamerica, which is you know a world-known finance company. To really small startups, and I worked at agencies. I worked for nonprofits like the American Humane Association. Um, If you ever watch a movie with animals, at the end it says, No animals were harmed Mm -hmm. in the making of this film. Like, that's the company I worked for. So, yeah, it's really cool. And I, you know, I started out as a little coordinator and worked my way up to the head of marketing. And then um, I was like, man, I need to, like, teach this stuff <laughs> and not just keep it all for myself.
1: No, I, uh, man, that's incredible. So you basically worked your way up and then into the point where you're like, man, I could be teaching this myself.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started out, like, at the lowest level you can start out in marketing. And then mm. just kind of hopped from job to job and company to company and just kept moving up and up and up.
1: That's crazy. And what uh specifically do you do with your business now? Like what's your routine? Like what do you handle?
2: Yeah, so I'm a solopreneur. So that means I myself, me, myself, and I, we work on everything. And I do have a few things that I hire out. Um, so my company is basically I teach the digital marketing foundations. So the the main marketing pieces all entrepreneurs and small business owners should know. And I help them establish their business and establish a digital marketing plan. And so I do that through courses. And in the future, I'm going to have a membership site. But right now, you buy a 10-week course from me, and I teach you the digital uh, marketing foundations. And um, I do all the marketing, obviously, because I'm a marketer myself and i do um have a facebook ads manager that i hire out cuz that work it's very important and it's so um time consuming and you need to really be on top of it that i don't just don't have the time to do that um so that's one person that i'm hiring out and in the future i'm also going to um get a virtual assistant but right now it's me me working
1: that's incredible though if anything i it's good that you're already thinking like long-term and starting to like kind of put your, like your team together because I, I always quote Russell Brunson. Cause he's like a genius marketer too. And he's like, you know, find your who's. And like you said, Facebook ads takes way too long. So it's better if you have someone good at it so that you can focus on what you're good at.
2: Yeah, for sure. Find your g- zone of genius. And it's hard for me because I'm, I do all of marketing. I do Facebook ads too. And so it was really hard for me to figure out, okay, what should I farm out? So I did exactly what you said. What is maybe my weak point or what takes the longest? And then what's like the most bang for my buck I can get? And so I had to figure out my hourly rates. And then I started looking at, okay, I cost this much. If I'm spending my time on ads for 10 hours a week, I just lost. Shit ton of money, and <laughs> that's why I figured out. I'm like, okay, that's where my money goes. I need to hire a Facebook ad manager.
1: that's yeah, and I mean that's a good strategy because you honestly don't wanna, you know, it's kind of like a gain and loss type of thing. You have to like weigh your pros and cons out on the like things like that.
2: And yeah, and sometimes you completely fall flat on your face and, you know, you hire the wrong person, but that's okay. Nothing's forever. You can hire somebody new or hire for a different role.
1: That is true. That is true. Nothing is set in stone. And uh, regarding, like, your courses and, like, your marketing, um, what type of, like, sub- subjects do you teach, like, in, you know, when you sell a course or when you promote a course?
2: Yeah. So, the course that i'm um, that I, my next course that's coming up is called the Digital Marketing Foundations, and I teach first and foremost on who is your niche, what is your ideal customer avatar? because a lot of people they start working on their business, but they don't know who they're going after, they don't know what how to talk to um, their niche audience, they don't really know understand target audience. Mm -hmm. So I teach that first, and then we go into strategies. Okay, now you know who you're going after. What are the strategies for you to get to that person? So we talk about earned, um, owned, and paid media. And then after all that base and that strategy is done, then we go into tactics. So I have one module on email marketing one module on Facebook, um, Facebook advertising, one module on copywriting, um, and then the modules go on and on, social media. And so I have 10 of them for the the folks. And I do ask every single person to go through every module because a lot of people that start out, they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go advertise on Facebook only, and I'm going to make all my money.
0: Well, what
2: happens if Facebook yanks their prices and goes really high up What if Facebook goes down? What if your audience leaves Facebook, which all can happen? You need to have the foundations of digital marketing so you can quickly be like, I need to pivot, Facebook's dead, now I need to go to Snapchat, or now I need to go to LinkedIn or whatever else. And that happens way too often where people think they can go target one audience in one place, but in reality maybe there's a better place or you might have to pivot and move to different channels to market on.
1: No, and I, I completely agree with that. It's funny you mentioned it because a week ago, uh all the Facebook platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp were actually down for a few hours. So I'm glad you mentioned that because it is important to like diversify in your marketing.
2: Totally. Yes, diversify. I love that you said that. Um, yeah, when everything went down, I actually did have a couple of students freak out. And that's when Mm -hmm. I said, remember, you have other platforms. That's why we're teaching this. That's the only reason we have this is so you don't freak out. So, for example, when I was a marketer for a company, like 100% of our marketing budget went into Google AdWords. Really? It worked for like first year, second year, third year. Google AdWords, they started costing so much money Mm -hmm. and everybody was going over to Facebook advertising But all they had in place was Google AdWords budget and people. So we got screwed for a while. And I'm like, no, 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 we need to hire Facebook people. And that's the kind of situation as an entrepreneur, when you don't have a lot of time or money, especially when you're starting out, you need to make sure that you know exactly what you can do and and, and understand them all. Because if you rely on one thing only, that's the only thing you know, and it breaks, it goes away, something happens, you're screwed. And so the 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 foundations that I teach really show everything and how it works together. Because if you just do paid ads, it's not going to be as good as if you do paid ads, earned media, press, blogs, podcasts. It all intermingles together. And the more marketing strategies you can put together in one cohesive packet, the more leads you're going to get and then the more sales you'll get.
1: A hundred percent agree with that it it all helps towards like branding yourself anyway so like especially like earned media why not like it's free like why not take the time to get another like source of income apart from like the paid advertisement that you're doing already
2: yeah and and a lot of people that start out and a lot of my students they don't even know the different apps. They don't know how to get reporters to cover them. They don't know that you can do affiliate marketing. They don't know a lot of that kind of stuff. And so I teach everybody the basics and then they can go and really practice the advanced strategies of that. And they can kind of, you know, pick and choose. Like when I first started out, I did this set of marketing skills and I've moved to this set because you don't know until you start doing it what works and what doesn't and you have to test.
1: Yes, I agree. And since you had, you know, 20 years of experience, how did you get started in, you know, the business you're in marketing? Like what inspired you to like 20 years ago to say, hey, like this is for me?
2: Yeah, it was a total fluke. (laughs) (laughs) So, I worked, I went to school for journalism and I worked for the Columbine shooting. I don't know if you remember that very long time ago um, when in Colorado, where one of the very first school shootings where a lot of the children, I think there was like 13 kids that died or 16. And I, and I hated working as a reporter in that field because I just, I'm, I'm very empathetic to other people and I just wanted to cry. I didn't want to interview people. I wanted to hold people and make them feel better and so I was like, oh, no, I'm in the wrong field. And so I took a job um, in radio, which I also hated. And the company next door um, was one of the very first Internet radio stations. It was called Go Gaga. And the guy, the CEO, said, I need a marketer. Like, do you know anybody? And I was like, I can do it. I'll it.
1: <laughs> I got it.
2: Yeah, I'll do whatever you need me to do. And so I landed in marketing and I learned marketing on my own, on the spot, really on the job.
1: Oh, that's insane. It kind of was yeah. a fluke.
2: <laughs> it was a total fluke. And then my next, I would say my next two jobs were also flukes where I kind of just positioned myself, you know, I've done marketing for one year, um, but I can figure it out, and I just really came in confident, and I did a lot of research in my job interviews and said, okay, I can do this, this, and this for you, no idea if I could, but I just figured I could, and then they hired me, and then I learned digital marketing, and I learned website marketing, I learned video marketing, and that was my first couple of, probably three to five years where I learned everything on the job.
1: That's, that's really it's really crazy you mentioned that. Honestly, like, it's it's funny how you mention it because I kind of think the same. Like, my past jobs that I've gotten, it's like, I have no idea how the hell to do this. But, like, as I enter it, I'm like, you know, what, well, fuck it. Like, I'll learn it. And it, it just happens naturally. Like, it all takes time.
2: Yeah, and you have to have the confidence because... There's so many people that are scared to try. They don't say to themselves, oh, fuck it, I can do it. They just go in there and they're like, I don't know, I don't don't know, can I do this? And I really believe, especially as an entrepreneur, you got to hit it, you got to try it, and you know what? You're going to fail, but you're going to get back up, and you're going to do it again, and again, and again, and eventually you're going to be awesome and get it. And that's just part of the struggle, and also part of the fun journey, you know,
1: yes, a hundred percent agree, it's part of like you know the process, enjoy it, exactly,
2: so, yeah, enjoy the journey, don't just go for the goal,
1: yes, 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 so what challenges did you have when like starting out at first
2: um in my business or as a marketer in my career?
1: well, I guess a little bit of everything, so. Okay
2: you know, it's funny. I never thought about it, but it's the same struggles. So the same struggles I had 20 years ago, starting out as a marketing career, I had the same struggles three years ago when I started out as an entrepreneur. And that Mm -hmm. is not knowing where to start, how to start, what to even do. It's just so much. So as a marketer, obviously, you have all these different channels and tactics and things to do. And as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. There's so many different things you can do to try to like increase your leads and sales, but you don't know where to start. So figuring that out and figuring out, okay, what is my base? What should my strategy be? What kind of work should I be doing? I think that was the hardest in both parts of my life. Um, just how do I start?
1: I see, I see, and I could definitely see like that's probably my struggle as well, like just getting started because you there's so many like there's so much you can overwhelm yourself with so fast.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing too. A lot of people do too much, and that's why you know one of the reasons that I do that I like what that what I teach is because then you can actually pick and choose like okay this works for me like you and I we both are podcasters. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of work. You have to write it, come up with an idea. You have to do the podcast. You have to edit it. Then you have to put it on a hosting platform. you got to, you know, just do all kinds of stuff. And if you don't have the time to do it, maybe that's not your thing.
0: So if, if anything, what challenges are you facing now compared to the challenges you know you faced when you first started your business?
2: Yeah, so when I first started my business, right, I didn't know where to start. There was so much to do. I didn't, I just tried to do everything. And I finally figured that out. And now the challenges that I'm facing for me is time management. Mm. Um, I'm a solopreneur still. I hire out a few things here and there. I don't have staff, it's just contract work. And so I'm trying to figure out what the next steps are exactly on who to hire and what to hire next. Um, So for me, the time management, since I'm doing all the work by myself right now, I have to be extremely disciplined. And I have to be creative on one day, I have to be analytical the next day, then I have to do budget stuff, and I have to do accounting, and then I have to write a blog post, and then I have to write an email, and it's all different stuff, and it's really hard for me to be disciplined and get myself in a creative space versus an analytical space, and so that's been quite a challenge for me to try to figure out how to get it all done and get my brain to work the way, and forcing it to work the way I want it to work.
0: No, and I bet because being like a solopreneur, most people tend to do a little bit of everything. And it's hard like getting yourself like out of that habit because you're so used to being by yourself. It's hard to like reach out to people to find the who's to like do your job, I guess. <laughs> One part of your job.
2: And I think it's hard too because first it's your baby. So you have to give up your baby to somebody else mm-hmm. and Are they going to do it good enough like you would? Yeah. And then it's also finding the time to explain to them how to do it.
0: That is true. Like you have to like, you have to take care of your baby. And so you have to find like the proper person to actually like, to like fit in, fit in everything.
2: Yeah, totally. And then, you know, you can hire people on Fiverr or those kinds of websites for, you know, these, um, these projects and, There's a a lot of trial and error there. And then if you hire somebody to be on your staff, like you said, it has to be somebody that really fits, but then it's a bigger deal because now they're on your staff. And Mm. and Fiverr, you can just get rid of them if they sucked, or you can get somebody new. But if it's your staff, then it's like, ooh, now I have legal stuff and I have to hire, fire, and manage. And then again, that takes a lot of time. So it's hard to always figure out what's worth your time and what's not worth your time and exactly. get rid of the stuff that is not worth your time.
0: Exactly. 100% agree with that. And I always like to ask this question. Um, what's your angle with all this? Like, what, what do you see of yourself doing in the next five plus years? Personally, my angle is, you know, kind of gathering up enough money to invest in real estate, you know. Capitalism. So end goal with that is like have multiple houses, recurring income.
2: So would you want multiple houses to rent them out or would you want multiple houses for yourself so you can go on vacations and stuff?
0: (laughs) Honestly, I would rent them out just because I feel like if you own the property, like there's something you could pass on to your kids. Like it's recurring income and that it's as like a stability for them.
2: Yeah, that is so... Smart. Um, that is one of my things too, Lorenzo. I want to own multiple property. Um, part of it is for vacations for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then part of it is um, exactly what you're doing. Um, so I had, this is completely off the topic, but it's on the topic of real estate and it shows you the entrepreneur spirit. I have family friends that came from Peru, um, sorry, from um, Iran with no money, Mm -hmm. like no money. He worked at a gas station. He's from Iran. He saved up enough money and bought this little tiny condo and rented it out. Saved up enough money from that, bought a second condo, rented it out. Then bought a house, rented it out. He now owns five houses and doesn't work because he has that much passive income from all the houses. This is an Whoa. immigrant. had no skills to begin with that worked in America and had to start working at a gas station. And this guy now, I mean, I don't know the but, how much money he has, but he I'm assuming he's a millionaire and he can do whatever he wants. And he has this passive income from all these different properties he has. So it's amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it. And as an entrepreneur, that's just what we have to do, you know, and, um, And I want to do the same thing. I want to do what the guy from Iran did. I want to do what you want to do, Lorenzo. Um, So that's on my personal note. And I love to travel. So I do want to have um, a house in Europe and probably a house in America. um, And then I just want to be able to travel a lot. And then on a work note, I love what I do. So I don't see myself... Changing, Yes, maybe the company, maybe the types of courses, but I like to teach because I like to give back and help people. So I think that's going to always stay in my business. That's going to be my core pillar is to teach and help and train people. Um, But I would like to also have a nonprofit part of it where I can, um, uh, you know, I have a big heart for immigrants because I'm an immigrant. So I would like to teach um, maybe, you know, skills to immigrants for free, where I can help them find a job, um, help with resumes and do that type of stuff or teach them how to do digital marketing and start their own company. So that's in the future. And then for me right now, I told you earlier, I sell courses, um, and I'd like to, um, do a membership site. And that might be actually already sooner than rather than later, maybe hopefully at the beginning of next year where I have a monthly membership, where people will come and everybody will gather and they'll help each other. And it'll be a big old community and they can ask each other questions. They can ask me questions and they get continued learning. Every month I roll out new learning tactics, marketing tricks and tips and that type of stuff.
0: It seems like it seems like you and me have similar like goals in the future, but yours are like, I I feel like yours are like really, really close like with your business wise, like, Since you already love what you're doing, it's just a matter of like time and getting everything ready.
2: Yeah, I I have a clear path. I just need to put all, I I don't want to do too much at once and then all of a sudden I'm burned out. Mm. So I want to make sure, you know, first I do my courses. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know this and your listeners will appreciate it. I'm going to learn from my clients and from my customers what works, what do they like, what do they don't like, throw away the stuff they don't like and the stuff that works, I'll make better, bigger courses. And I'll put that in my membership site. So I'm still, even though I've been doing this for three years, but the way I'm doing it right now, I'm doing it very much like learning. Like what does my customer love? What does my customer don't care about? You know, that type of stuff. So, um, so it's really big, um, feedback stage right now, I would say.
0: Yes. And honestly, like feedback is probably one of the most important things you can get back when you're trying to like figure out what's working and what's not in the current like business you're in or in like the industry you're at. And also, yeah. I appreciate the, the story because honestly, that's really incredible that he came as an immigrant. And if you don't have money, guys, you have time. So that's exactly what he did. He, he, he spent his time earning money to invest and then eventually made his money work for himself
2: yeah and you know I mean there's some people that are super lucky and they have money maybe their spouse works or something and then you know what you have the money hit it hard my friend and you maybe don't need to spend that much time working but for some of us that don't have the money don't have the spouse don't have any of that then it is it's your valuable commodities time and you gotta hustle and you know I, I work on weekends sometimes mm-hmm. I work in the evening sometimes but if you love what you do, it doesn't matter. And I love what I do and I love the outcome. I yes. know where this is going to get me. So you know what? If I give up a weekend and don't go out with my friends, that's cool. I can make that up later on. I'm not I'm not s- too stressed about it. And, you know, the people that love you, they'll support you and they'll do it with you, you know?
0: Yes, 100% preach it to the choir.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Lorenzo, what's your goal in five years? I'm gonna spin this around.
0: <laughs> in five years, my goal is to have uh, hopefully this podcast up in like the thousands of downloads or plays every single time I upload. As well as I'm kind of like dabbling into like click funnels or like um, e-commerce, isn't like selling products online. But I think at this like I know click funnels, but I think at this moment e-commerce is more like. It's what I first got into before ClickFunnels and it's like it's kinda like what grinds my gears. I wanna get to I wanna see like I wanna get to know what people are into at this moment, how I can get them how I can get it to like to their face pretty much to see it and if they purchase and like their behaviors.
2: Yeah. That's really smart. I think that's it's such a good field to be in. Um, I don't know why that's not doesn't float my boat. I don't like products. I like services. I no clue why, hmm. but I, I, I have a lot of clients and students that, that do what you do. And they're so smart about it where they just half the research that they do is all about like, what's the next best thing? Like the mm-hmm. spinner thing. And how do I sell this? And how do I sell that? Yes. And they make so much money. That's <laughs> awesome. I just love to see it. I, I don't, it's, it's hard for me. I think that's maybe why. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm more of a giver and a trainer than somebody that like just sells. I don't know. It's, 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 I'm impressed by people like you. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I cannot wait to see what you do and I might buy <laughs> some of your stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and do you have like any words of advice for people that might have been in your similar situation? Like, you know, back in the day where you kind of like in the wrong career. Some people now might be studying for something they're not really passionate about.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, so I hated my job at the end. I would say the last five years I was miserable and that was way too long. So do not do what I do. Do not stay in a job you don't like for five years. So my biggest advice is, um, is when you're unhappy, start really digging in there. What are the kinds of things you always liked as a child? What's the kind of stuff that makes your gut excited? What's like makes your heart flutter? What are your interests? What are you good at? And really concentrate on that and then start doing market research to see if there's a business there. Um, Like me, maybe you can be a trainer. Um, You can, you know, health coaching. There's all kinds of stuff out there for you. Um, So once you're ready, you do that gut check, figure out what you're good at, what your interests are. Do the market research, figure out if there's a way you can sell whatever that is. Then you need to figure out a game plan. How do you get out of that silly, horrible job and start doing this on your own? Again, if you got a big bank account, quit today start tomorrow Mm -hmm. if you don't and that's what i did i saved money on the side so i had my regular nine to five job and i started saving money on the side then i started dabbling into what i'm doing now on the side so yes my friends i worked from nine to five i came home i worked in the evenings on my own business and i worked on the weekends on my own business then once I started making money and started getting students and clients, I was like, okay, I saved up enough money. I already have some income. Money is fine. I can leave my 9-to-5. And that's when I quit my 9-to-5. So I-, I don't ever – it scares me when people quit their 9-to-5 job and then they don't have any money coming in. So do have a game plan. What else you can do? And sometimes, you, you know, you do two or three jobs. That's fine. And then you just start building your own business until it becomes viable enough where you can get rid of everything else and your business is your main income. And now, you know, while I used to work these crazy hours and occasionally I still do, for the most part, I have my own schedule. Like sorry, I'm going to admit this, but I took a nap right before this <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of the day. I took a nap.
0: The dream. Um, <laughs>
2: yesterday I went swimming for two hours in the middle of the day. Well, I couldn't do that when I was working nine to five. So I have my own business. It's lucrative enough that I can make my own schedule the way I want to make it. And, um, just it takes a little bit of hustle, grind and planning to get there.
0: And honestly, this, like, that's an excellent game plan, the, the one you just described. And there's there's also like other ways to go about it. It's just like the main thing is to take action. Everyone's different. So have like have have a game plan that works for you. If you can't quit your nine to five because you have a family, it's great. No, keep your keep your job until until your side hustle becomes your main hustle, because it's not always going to be the exact same way if you actually take the time and effort to go about it and spend your evenings and weekends working on something that you like. I'm sure it'll eventually become like a source of income.
2: Yeah. And sometimes your side hustle will be for six months and sometimes it'll be for three, four years. And if you do have a family and you need to time, maybe you can combine it with a family. Have your children do research for you, draw you pictures that you can put on your Facebook pages. Maybe your wife or hubby can help out somehow if you need to include them and it'll make them more fun and be part of it. There's so many different ways you can spin this. This is not like This is not one fits all. You need to figure out what fits right for you, but it's totally doable. And when I hear people say, I don't have time, I don't have time, I have to question them. Unless you're working three jobs and you have four kids and you're a single mom or dad, you have no time. I get it. But for most of us, we have time. We don't need to be playing on Facebook. We don't need to be watching TV. We don't need to be sitting on the couch eating bonbons. We could actually be productive and learn. Like, I don't, I stopped reading fiction books and I stopped reading, um, stopped watching a lot of TV because now I fill my head with podcasts like yours, Lorenzo's, where I learn and I take in and I absorb. And I listen to podcasts when I drive, when I walk my dogs, I listen to audible books when I'm taking a bath or even in the shower i'll put my audible book up and listen to it i'm always learning and i'm making the best out of my time
0: 100 percent agree with that and that's something that i've been like struggling with like usually like when i go to the gym or just like here and there i tend to listen to music more because it helps me like with my mood but i would like to start like branching out to podcasting that actually like feed you know feeds me knowledge type of thing
2: yeah, and you know there are some knowledge people that also can help with mood. So if you can find the right ones, because there are some people that are kind of boring, like where it, the, you're just learning. But there's some people that you're learning, and there's mood boosters, and they're like, "You got it, go get it," you know. <laughs> yeah. And those people that will help you. Um, and you know, you don't have to do it all the time either. I, when I when I do weight training, I do listen to music too. But on the drive to the gym, I listen to podcasts on the drive home from the gym. I listen to podcasts.
0: That is true. That is true. And uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap this up?
2: Yeah. um, Well, you know, if you guys are interested in digital marketing, you should come to my website at andreapalton.com. I have tons and tons of freebies all the time. I'm doing actually a free training, an hour live training um, in the next um, couple of months. And it's just andreapalton.com forward slash webinar. And otherwise, um, I'm on Instagram and an Andrea Paulton coach and you can totally DM me with any questions. I make it a thing. It's a pillar of my business to help people. So I will reply to you and see if I can help you out.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and I will get all your socials and your website link. So if you guys are interested in learning from Andrea, then go check her out. Like she's a great person, great podcast. I highly recommend you, you know, you get knowledge from someone that has 20 years of experience. Like they're not doing what they're doing because they're trying to make money. They do They're doing what they're doing because they love it.
2: Yes. Thank you. And Lorenzo, I love what you're doing. I've, I'm listening. I've almost done with listening to every single one of your podcast episodes. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear the next one after me.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right,
2: All right. thank you.
0: All right. Well, you have a good one. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you come on again next time.
2: Sounds good. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.